Hello, friends. Welcome back to Life After High School, the amazing number one podcast ever created for young adults looking to achieve their goals and smash them out of this world, whether that be with relationships, social life, business, school, you name it. We got it here. If you want to support the show, please leave a five-star rating and an amazing positive review. I really appreciate it. On today's episode of Life After High School, I sit down with the amazing Andre to go over being an influencer, a bush lover, the real life revenant, and many more topics such as starting businesses at a young age and going through a lot of trials and tribulations and learning so much on the way. So we dive into that, talk about brands, talk about outdoor living and lifestyle. And towards the end of it, you get to hear Andre and I swap amazing life-changing stories. And we plan a couple trips at the end of it. So if that interests you, please stay tuned. Much love and I much appreciate you guys. Enjoy the show. It's the Life After High School Podcast. Andre, man, welcome to the show. Man. How you doing? I'm doing awesome, buddy. Thanks, thanks for the invite. Yeah, anytime, anytime. You got your water, you got your Perrier there. Yeah, I would, uh, it's the only thing I drink. I know, I saw it. I'll go through this. Yeah. Okay. So, um, take us through kind of what your uh, life has been like since um, high school kind of ended and making that transition into adulthood. So, I actually got into work right after high school. So, I'm a high school sweetheart. We were together. I got right into work. I was... Um, I was never really good at school. Yeah. I was very much a hands-on learning. Um, so as soon as high school was done, I got into work and ended up moving out to Toronto. Okay. Uh, I got into the retail industry. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, uh, I was very shy when really? I first. Like, I know. Okay, yeah, knowing you now, I'm like, eh, not so much. Yeah, no, fair enough. But nice. I think it was such a great opener for me. Yeah. Um, so I got into retail. I think anybody, I think anybody out of high school who gets into retail or uh, restaurant business, I think is a really good break into getting to know customer service. Um, because the biggest thing I notice nowadays is that customer service with a lot of companies is really bad. Relaxing. Really bad. Yeah. Yeah, no sense. But anyway, so I did uh, high school. High school, I did uh, retail. Ended up by the age of twenty, I was running an import company out of Toronto. Yeah. That had a bunch of retail stores, so I had I was well known within uh, like the Aldo group. Okay, yeah, oh, Aldo yeah. Peggable Access, my yeah. boy Christian Kerfer Transit. Um, so I I moved up really really quick with them, and then I actually started working for uh, Sunglass Hut. Nice. I was Sunglass Hut's youngest manager, I think, in Canada. Oh wow! So broke a lot of records uh, and did a lot of training. Funny thing is, is that I created programs that was used across Canada because my sales were so high, yeah. so people were calling me. They didn't know I was eighteen. I know, mm-hmm. I know. Catch them off guard. Hello, how's it going? So uh, they call me. I, I created memos and programs, and people were following up, and it was a great success. And then yeah. I'd go to a conference expecting to meet me. Yeah. And I'd go up there, and they're like, no, seriously, who are you? I'm like, I'm Andre from Sudbury. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, dude. Like, what's... Yeah. I was like, you fine. can't uh, drink the wine with us. I know. <laughs> so then um, transition from there to Toronto by the age of 20. Uh, I was asked to, I was headhunted to go work for an import company. Nice. They only had two stores. They asked me to expand to 11 stores across Ontario and Quebec. Okay. And they started doing wholesale. And then I was running their Eaton store, which was a massive, massive store. Nice. Um, and that's work related. But leading up to that, uh, I was actually, I had gotten married and had my son. Nice. During that whole transition. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... Fast forward from high school to the age of 21, yeah. I had actually been divorced, married, kid, moved to Toronto, divorced. Wow. Um, and the... Um, that's a wild transition. That's a lot. When people oh, say, wow. what happens in five years? <laughs> I have a all lot. All of it. Yeah, pretty much all of it. <laughs> a lot. It's that's all wild. to say that people, like, I think people coming out of high school think, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to have this job and this is my transition and right. this is what I'm going to get into. Mm. When I would say almost everything that someone's going to plan out of high school is likely not going to happen. Yeah. You know, and, and that I think is a tough pill to swallow for not only people coming out of high school, but for parents who actually I was pay. Just about to say, they're like, do you waste this many yeah. years? Or I've heard it where my parents and sometimes other parents say the same. They're like, oh man, how do you feel that 
you're not doing something directly related to your field of study. Yeah. You feel you've wasted that amount of time. Yeah. It's like, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Yeah. But that's <laughs> not your decision. Well, really. I think, and it might have changed statistically. Last time I looked it up, statistically, I think 75%, 75% of people who go to university or college for a certain degree end up in a career path that is not in line with, yeah. like, is not what they went to school yeah. for. Um, it's not to say they didn't get them there. Right. Um, and I think, we're jumping ahead of myself, but I own an yep. HR company. And that's what I often see is that someone's coming out of school and they say, I need to take this path. Mm-hmm. And they're having troubles getting into that career, that industry right. and struggle because they're so focused on, I have no choice but to go into this to make up. Yeah, for life. And I don't know if it's necessarily the right path. Um, okay. The reason is because, so obviously you're having a lot of young followers watching this. Yes. And I think it's very important for them to know that many industries and many jobs will require many skills mm-hmm. that often are uh, trained or that are emphasized in different industries. Absolutely. So Absolutely. when what you learn in one industry easily gets jumped into put another, if anything, could actually really benefit another industry that's not even open to or not mm-hmm. used to it, right? Right. Um, so from that point on, uh, I was doing the retail and I had started my own uh, marketing company. Uh, so after retail, so... So you're about 25 at this point? 23, 24? 23. 23. Um, it, was, it was one of those things that I had, uh, so single parent, had my son. I w- I've never been irresponsible. I right. was always, you know, uh, always a good father. Nice. Uh, always wanted to be there as a as a provider so and also I want to set an example and so for me to not succeed in life was almost like a non-option yes yeah, <laughs> it wasn't really gonna happen you yeah, had to be the I, example, had to be, right? I had to be yeah um, absolutely and most of the decisions I made in life are there's no plan b right and I think that's where I think that's where a lot of people I think make the mistake of even when you're opening a business you'll have a possible investor say well what's what's plan b I, the philosophy doesn't work well with me because I feel you always have one step out the door. You can yeah, have other yeah. options, right. but it's not a plan B. Right, it's different yeah, ways it's to different, make plan A right? work. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Plan B is making plan A work. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so being that I was running this import company and I was traveling all over the place, I was I actually lived out of hotels for two years. Wow. Because like? it's fun for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> for like yeah, a I can month. Imagine. <laughs> And then you come to find out that regardless of which hotel you're in, in which state or which country, they're all the same. All the same, man. Eh? I have some crazy yeah. stories, but it, we'll yeah, save we'll, it for another time. Yeah, we'll break into another Yeah, day. they're uh, all, all uh, life building for sure. The, the the problem I got into is that when I had my, um, when I was traveling, I was going to all these different cities and my job was to fix stores. So some stores had lower sales and the sales would go up and down. So my job right. would go in fix, rebuild stores, rehire staff, train manage. And when I'd go there for two weeks, they'd see a massive spike. Things would go up, things would go really well. After I'd leave, they slowly start to dwindle, but I had to hit up all the stores to yeah. do this on an ongoing basis. So there's really no point for me to have an apartment because I was always on the road. Right. Um, but then it got to a point where um, there was an opportunity for me to open up, because I had contacts within Montreal, right. uh, to open up a marketing company. That was exciting because if you've ever been to Montreal, Montreal is mm-hmm. such a diverse culturally, industry, well, industry. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh, city. Very big into printing. So I made a few contacts there and I came up with a concept to, do you want me to jump into that one? Yeah, 100%. Okay. 100%. So I came up with a concept of, because when I would do trade shows, I would actually help companies, retail stores and restaurants and martini lounges, I would actually show them how to connect with the right people and the contacts right. and, and build those relationships. So I thought maybe I'm going to do that for the real estate industry. Even though I didn't know the real estate industry, uh, advertising is advertising regardless of the industry. Yeah, okay. um, All the kind of basic fundamentals apply. Fundamentals right apply, yeah. right? Okay. Uh, and most industries want connections, they want contacts, they want relationships. And I thought because Montreal was a basis for a print, they have print houses everywhere, it's very, very cheap. My, my goal was to create a marketing company that allowed um, 
real estate agents to build relationships with plumbers, locksmiths, mortgage mm-hmm. companies, anything related to buying a home. Yeah. And what I did was, and people will see this around, I started this, oh geez, it's got to be like 18, 19 years ago. Well, Give or take, yeah. Yeah, yeah around 18, 19 years ago. Uh, I was one of the first ones to do it. And now you see oh, it yeah. everywhere. So it's those real estate folders that you open up, you see your legal pa- papers. Yeah. So oh, those yeah. have been around. What I did was I started the concept of printing advertisement on the inside. I did this like 18 huh. years ago. <laughs> I no see it to kidding. this day. Like it started off in the U.S. Yeah. out of a company out of Montreal yeah. from a 22-year-old. <laughs> and now you see it everywhere. Yeah. It's just wild. Like now when I go, when I'm doing real estate deals and I'm talking to clients, they show me, I'm like, oh my God, I came up with this concept, concept 18 years ago. That's wild. Um, but it was beautiful. I would, mm. uh, I would literally throw, like you know, I see in the movies, I throw a dart yeah. against a U.S. map, and I'd be like, Shh, I'm, like "I'm going to Florida." That's where I'm going. That's where yeah. I'm going. And the challenge was, I had ten days to make ten thousand dollars. Huh. So it was a no fail situation. Yeah, no okay. kidding. The beauty of why I did it in the states was because the exchange rate at the time was like 0.6. so I could bring nice. back ten thousand dollars American. And it was actually being like uh, between 14000 or 16000 Yeah, yeah. So nice. it was like a massive update coming yeah. in. Uh, and I would hit up two cities, two projects per month. So nice. like 20000 20, a month. Um, so for two years, yeah, two years, I would some people say I lived amazing. Again, yeah. I lived at a hotel for two years, yeah. traveled all over the pay, place, nice. uh, made six figures, probably because I couldn't spend it. <laughs> yeah. yeah always traveling yeah, uh, but point. I lived out of hotels and again it, it's uh, not every story that I have that is crazy is positive like there's right. some yeah it's just there's a lot of messed up stuff that happened what's one that comes to mind then um, that you took a big lesson out of that I took a lesson in the early stages of uh, traveling through hotels um, it's kind of something unexpected you know what so I would say what that I, I'm not going to say out of hotels but what that <laughs> job has taught me mm-hmm. Because I was working with everything from uh, mortgage brokers, real estate brokers, CEOs of banks. Mm-hmm. I would do national deals. The reason I say that is because I would work with a guy who's just doing a pest control, who's a one-man show, right. to the like the CEO of an international or national bank. Right, who runs like, hundreds of thousands of exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. And what I've noticed is that everybody's the same. Yeah? Everybody's the same. Jeez. It doesn't... It's there are people put on different facades. There's okay, different yeah, egos. Yeah. Even within, like, if you're a one-man show, I've seen people who pretend to be something they're not. I've mm-hmm. seen major egos. I've seen CEOs who are the most humble people I've ever met, and I've oh, seen okay. the biggest egos. And what I've come to realize is that um, I could, it, because you don't know how someone's going to be, all I could do is be myself and offer a great service. Yeah. If it works, nice. great. Yeah. If it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Um, but during that process, like I said, things weren't necessarily was that easy. I had I did a project in Hawaii for a month. Nice. That must be fun. So yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> this is. I'll give you an Easy. example of what people be like. Oh my god, you worked a month in Hawaii. Absolutely. Yeah. When I arrived, so I would actually negotiate deals with hotels to get okay. me to stay there for free because I would actually huh. advertise their stuff within the within the brochure because people visit Hawaii to buy real estate. Right. Therefore, the real estate agents would build relationships with these hotels so that when the client comes and visits, uh-huh. you're like, hey, we have a relationship with the Westin or we have a relationship Easy. with whatever, right? Yeah. So now, sorry, do you cold approach them about it? Uh, Is that kind of like Typically, I would always call uh, ahead of time call and set it up. Okay. I got very cocky and said, once I get there, I'll do it myself because I just really wanted to get going. Yeah. That's where I failed. Okay. <laughs> uh, so here's yeah, the thing. I see that. Hotels in Hawaii don't need help. They don't need help. That's a good point. So yeah, that's fair. I got there and I spent three days over the weekend trying to convince hotels. So I had to stay out of my vehicle. I had money. Yeah. They didn't have Airbnbs back then. Every hotel was booked. Yeah, it's uh, Hawaii, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and um Eventually, <laughs> eventually ended up finding yeah. one and it worked out a deal. Nice. Um, but during that whole process, because there was a timeline difference, they didn't have, uh, so there's a t- five hour time difference. So twice when I was in Hawaii, I ran out of money. Mm-hmm. So I would always get my assistant back home to wire me money. Nice. But um, 
when there's a five hour time difference and it's on a Friday and you realize at the end of the day, Friday, that you have no more money and you call the office, you can't get a hold of them. There was no cell phones. There was yeah. No you can't get a hold of anyone. So now I have no, no money all weekend. Yeah, me thinking now, I'm like, oh, that seems not a big deal. And you're like, nope. No, no. Nope. Everything oh, in Hawaii man. is expensive. Okay. I had no money for nothing. So this happened oh, twice. No matter how much I planned, it happened mm-hmm. twice. And wow. I would, I'd be walking down the street and I would have homeless people ask me for change. And in my head, I'm like, you have more money than I do right now. Yeah, I, see, <laughs> I see that cup. I see that cup. Looney, you yeah, you are a very yeah. rich man compared to me right now. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I've had very uh, amazing uh, stories similar to that uh, mm-hmm. in different states. Uh, I've had uh, guns being pulled on me. Nice. Um, nice. It's just very, yeah. So it's, it's mixed bag. So, anyways. I, it was a great part of my life. Two years did really, really well. But then what ended up happening was my son turning four, I didn't have the freedom to take the time off that I wanted to because now he's doing evening, like just weekends, right? So I couldn't just spend two weeks with him. So I had to make a career change. I ended up uh, moving to Ottawa, uh, living on my best friend's floor in his bachelor apartment with his dog for three months because I was just, I I did well. So I'm like, I'm just going to, relaxing and nice. figure out what I want to do. Whereabouts in Ottawa? Uh, off of Bank Street. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I lived off of Woodruff. Okay, yeah. Four years, yeah. yeah. So, I enjoyed my time there. I wasn't really in a big rush to find something and I ended up starting a job working for the world's largest employment agency. Okay. Um, I think they had 700,000 employees globally. Wow. And they had a really uh, big presence in Ottawa. So I started working for them. At that point, I had no idea that that industry existed. I had no idea like headhunting and, and um, um, tent agency, that kind of stuff. I didn't know it existed. So when I was brought in, they asked me to come in to meet up with them because yeah. they had saw my file somewhere. And uh, I'm like, does this stuff really happen? Yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of companies need that help and support. Somebody to go, wow. I was only with them for about six months until I realized I could offer a better service. By yourself. By myself. Nice. You know? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this back home in Sudbury. I had no idea what was here, mm. what was, you know, I just knew that no matter what, I'm going to, I'll work it out, I'll figure it out. Nice. And I think I spent a year doing the business plan, uh, only to realize after making a connection with a certain company, they were like, oh no, there's all this other stuff that you need to do to, mm-hmm. to legally even operate. <laughs> yeah. And if wow. I would have known that at first, I probably wouldn't have done it. No shit. No, there was, wow. there was a lot. I, I was already too much into it already oh, committed to it but what this company taught me was this is what you're missing laid it all out but they became a partner of mine huh. they loved what I was doing they loved my my, uh, my drive my personality yeah. and they said we've never worked with a new company they would typically work with established agencies okay and uh, I met up with it was my first time in front of like a whole panel of a board and I went in there and uh, they're pretty much saying like I had a massive business plan yeah it was ridiculous. And in the end, they said, you know, how do you, why do you think this is going to work? I was like, well, I have no choice. They're like, it has to work, you know? And I yeah. laid out every reason. I said, this is who my competition was. This is what I'm going to offer. Just went down the path. And it turns out that the main guy who owned it, who's owned it forever, actually was friends with some, with uh, an owner of a, which would be competition here in Sudbury. Okay. Yeah. And he was like, okay, well, I'm friends with this guy. He goes, what are you going to do about that? So after I told him my plan, he was like, Okay, because I want to work with this kid. Nice. <laughs> I'm nice. like, let's do this. Nice. And they did ask me. It was the first time uh, somebody asked me, what's your plan B? I was like, I have none. Huh. And the guy who initially set me up at the meeting kind of yeah. like looked around like, oh, I screwed up. You know, like thinking I screwed up, yeah. like that I wasn't prepared. And I said, no, that's on purpose. And I told him, I said, my plan B is to make plan A work. So right off you the know? bat, he was like, I don't have one. I don't have one. You know, it's I'm, I'm going to yeah. make it work regardless, right? I didn't. Uh, I didn't grow up with a lot of money, so I never really needed a lot. I get that, yeah. Uh, and I think when you look at someone's motivation to start a business, for me, it was, uh, it was not to uh, be rich or be a millionaire. To me, it was right. I wanted to uh, have be in control of my own life. I, I have like a son, that, yeah. and he had school plays, graduation. I didn't mm. want to have to ask somebody permission to go to go watch see your that son play. Do a performance. You know, yeah. And because it's happened. Yeah. We're yeah. like, oh, you didn't, you know, the policy is two weeks. And I was like, what are you crazy? Like, yeah. I work for my son. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, so you don't for, work for me, some person who doesn't know yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get that. So I just wanted that. And, I, and in my mind, I was like, if I can make enough money and deal with less stress to have the little bit of the freedom to do that, those types of things, yeah. I'll be happy. Nice. Um, so then I started uh, the agency here in Sudbury in 2006. Um, and I would say, again, so I brought in my business. I, I actually took my business partner who was working for the same organization. He was with them for 25 years. Wow. And I started working with them. And after about a year of planning, I told him, I said, look, this is what I'm planning on doing. I need somebody who has that accounting type background. Mm-hmm. I can do sales management. Yeah, take care of all that marketing. And uh, I said, would you come with me? He's like, absolutely. He goes, because I've been working with him for years. Like, yeah. whatever you do, I'm in. Nice. I'm like, perfect. Mm-hmm. So we did with 50-50. He takes care of his stuff. I take care of my stuff. Nice. And it's been phenomenal, yeah. right? So that's... 15 years ago, 16 wow. years ago. Um, and when we first started, again, with the idea of jumping in, and I think if I was to ever give a lesson to somebody, because a lot of people, I think there's two types of people. There's people who overplan yeah. when they want to start a business. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who... Even starting anything, I've noticed. Like anything. a lot of people, yeah. yeah. They, they, they almost this, work themselves that. out of it, yeah. right? And um, anybody who, in my opinion, wants to start something, just start just start. Just pull the trigger. Just do it. At least start making phone calls. Start making connections. Start making phone calls. Try, try and see what the possibilities are. Because you're going to learn something from every single one of those phone calls. 100%. But if you plan yeah. for a year, and then you're like, uh, you, you've actually worked out all the excitement you could possibly have. Uh, right? See, because yeah. the whole time you're dreaming of what you want to achieve. And the, the dreaming of it almost kills the fact of actually getting it. Right. It almost puts it on such a high pedestal that you almost can't reach that yeah. feeling. Yeah. yeah. Um, which segues right into me starting my gear company, Big Bush. Yes. So I've been on Instagram for a year. Uh, I had such a, a really good following of people very committed to the outdoors and adventure and getting outside and, mm-hmm. and parents wanting to expose their kids to the outdoors. And everyone's always asking me, like, what do you have for this? What do you have for that? And I ended up influencing a bunch of brands that I respect nice. and that I appreciate. And, but people expected me to be brutally honest with them, right? And then uh, it was only about a month and a half ago, two months ago, again, I made certain contacts and it was like, Andre, I think you should brand your own products. Hmm. Like, never thought of it. He's like, yeah. He goes, I can help you. I can source out this, that, that. I was like, I'm doing it. No kidding. And it was literally as simple as that. I called Cliff at Cliff Notes. Yeah, shout out to him. And um, I told him, I said, look, I said, I've been thinking about for a couple weeks now. I have some connections. I can get the gear. This is what I'm thinking of doing. And I'm thinking, do you want to partner up with me to do just the market? You take care of the marketing side. I'll take care of the whole other business end nice. of everything else. Because I did do trade shows. I did yeah. uh, push out products. I did, and I'm already pushing other brands, and I've already have a huge following. So yeah. I I don't think there was a hesitation from him one bit. Wow. He's like, dude, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And those those are beautiful things, and we've hit the ground running. hundred percent. Yeah. The cool thing too is that the the page that I opened up for on Instagram, Big Bush Company. It's, it's a gear company, so we're selling our products. It's not even out yet. Um, but my whole goal with that page is to show people the behind the scenes of what happens when you're yeah, building a gear company. I like company. it. It's a lot I of fun to watch, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. anything like that out there. Yeah. No, 100%. Which I think is like, how often does that happen, yeah. right? Especially nowadays. Oh, I know, I know. And uh, it's uh, and I, I, get, I go on lives every once in a while, and yeah. they say the same thing. They're like, dude, I'm committed to whatever you're doing, and I don't even know what you got. I don't even know. <laughs> whatever <laughs> it is, insane. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. I've come to, um, it is on purpose. It wasn't by accident, it just came out of it. I've learned over time that there's working smart versus working hard, right? Nice. You have that on there. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, Not everything's solo. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Not everything's solo, but also, like, if you can do the analogy of, let's say, a sports athlete, right? You have right. someone who's past their okay. prime, and uh, let's say a hockey player who's yeah, in their okay. late 30s. How are they so good, but they don't have the same stamina, the movement? Why? It's because they play smarter. You know, they position themselves huh. more. They more, yeah. you know, so they have to put less work. So 18-year-old right. running around like crazy. This guy's like, I've, I've seen this play a million times. I'm going to position myself here. Yeah. I'm going to toss it this way. I could read you a little bit more. That huh. comes over time, right? Yeah. So he's not working hard. He's working smart. Right? Whoa. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I like that. I like that So the same idea with me is that I've been doing this yeah. so long. I'm not, the, I, my intention is never to get into the trenches ever right. again. And I've come to realize that my strength is not, in physically doing the work, my strength is building teams right. and matching up together teams to make things work. 
And whether it's a team of two, whether it's a team of five, um, it, it's whatever works. I also have a software company um, that we didn't touch on. Yeah. The uh, so that I have five, five partners. One, two, three, five. Six That's of you. Yeah. Nice. So there's six of us, all with different strengths. They're all entrepreneurs. We're actually all have our own businesses. They're all bringing something to the table. And again, I'm. You you cannot go into business or decide to go down a path in your future thinking I could do it all. Okay. And it's just yeah. if you do, I think people end up getting crushed eventually. Okay. Their dreams get crushed. One comparison I could have, if we have time, do you have time? Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> is my, uh, for example, with my, my dad, uh, he's not with us anymore, but he he did construction his whole life. Mm -hmm. Amazing at his job. Everyone in the city knew he was a backhoe operator. This, guy, this man could do nice. amazing things with the backhoe, okay? He got later on in his life, and only later on, like we're talking in his late 40s early 50s okay. he decided to go on his own built a crew oh. great reputation did nice. well where he i don't want to say he failed because he didn't fail where he could have done better and what he struggled with was him wanting to do everything on his own yeah because <clears throat> when he was working 60 hours a week to make a living to pay for it he was actually putting additional 40 hours to do the stuff that i did for a living which was payroll remittances wsib claims yeah. management risk management yeah. all these things that he doesn't, that's not where, it's that's not, not his, his focus, thing, yeah, right? so it takes him longer to Longer. But then you out. lose the passion of what excites you. Yeah. Right? That's when you have to delegate that. That's when you have to yeah. delegate, right? Okay. And you have to come to, re that, that, that's where people have to put their return on investment when you say, okay, well, if I could only afford this business, if I put in a hundred hours a week right. and I'm burnt out, is it really worth it for me? But if you're making enough money that you could delegate and that stress gives you the the reward of allowing you to do yeah. those things you love. The balance. The balance. There, yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, a lot of people talk about the work-life balance, and I think that's way more relevant with a business owner. Mm -hmm. um, and I think people often sometimes think that being a business owner is um, um, either it's easy or it has to be a super big company. And it, and it doesn't have to be either. It could right. be a small company that kind of feeds your passion. Mm -hmm. Um like I also do woodwork. I, I yeah. sell barnwood furniture, those big slab furniture, yeah. benches, tables. <clears throat> it's for fun. Mm -hmm. I like doing it. Um, I don't make it a business because it's actually something that I truly enjoy and passionate about. Nice. And the idea of you asking me, hey, can you make me a table? And I make it and you're like, oh, I don't like this corner. And I'd be like, I'm not, I'm not interested anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'd rather want, create something. Table, yeah. If you want it, it's all yours. Yeah, you know? If you don't, well. Yeah, <laughs> it's too bad. Yeah, firewood. Yeah, no, for sure. Nice. And I, and um, yeah, no, I think, I think that's it. Like the working smart, working hard thing, I think is really important for uh, not only just career path, but I think just starting, starting your own. What time in your life did you get started uh, on the survival skills and um the survival <clears throat> survival guy Sur <laughs> well, like my, of, uh, my personal like, yeah personal page stuff yeah so i grew up with my when i lived with my dad i lived on the farm mm -hmm. so i was always exposed to acres and <clears throat> you're pretty yeah. much just creating cabins and just being out all day when i lived with my mom we had 100 acres out in north bay which we still have today wow that we have a hunt camp, a sugar shack, a bass lake. It's just pretty. It's pretty sweet. That's sick. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so my brother takes care of uh, of that. He, he lives out there now. But I was always exposed to it, and but we never called it anything back then. Hmm. Like when you were younger and you built forts yeah. in the bush, it was never called anything. It was just like we're gonna go in the bush build a fort. Yeah. You know. So for the sake of this conversation, we'll call it bushcraft because that's like the the term everyone's kind of using. Yeah. Uh, which there's different different understandings of what that means to different people. Uh, the basis of it is really just going back to the roots of um, using nature to enjoy nature, right? Huh, okay. So <clears throat> it's not necessarily, there, there's real raw bushcraft people who don't have phones or right. who are on social media because they're out there living in the woods. Yeah. And they're living off the land, right? right. And then there's the modern bushcraft, which is yeah. kind of like what I consider. So bushcraft people really love gear. Like they love their, their pans, their fire steels, their tarps. Yeah, their and they jackets, yeah, yeah. So um, it came about, uh, do you want me to jump into how it got onto the, the, the Instagram side? 
of it. Because when I say when I started, like I was in Scouts when I was younger. Yeah. I didn't really like Scouts. Yeah, we and, can hop into that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really. Um, and I'm not knocking. I don't know what the Scouts are like now. Right. Whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, back then, it was just so much of a large group, and you learned so so many little things. When but when you're so young and eager, you want to learn so much. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was really given. Yeah. They weren't giving the attention to the things that you really want to learn. I get that. Right? Yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> just as I got older, I would say maybe about five years ago, it really came to a time where I got so busy with all my companies. Mm-hmm. I have four kids. Yeah. Um, life is just hectic <clears throat> and once in a while I would go for a walk or a hike and or I'd go hunting mm. and I would just be alone <clears throat> I'd just be alone and just uh, just euphoric moments where there's yeah. something that spoke to me and it's really hard to explain unless you've experienced yeah. it because I feel like it was there at my fingertips the whole time I feel like I took advantage of those opportunities mm-hmm. because now as an adult it was like hustle and bustle and forget what really feeds your soul it's almost like a like a freedom feeling oh, when you're, uh, yeah. you're removed from the space and this is why i want to get into it because yeah. i ran canoe trips growing up yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure like yeah. summer camps and outdoor centers so yeah. it's like oh this is the guy i want to talk about this <laughs> but uh yeah so um i know exactly what you mean like yeah. you, you can't see cars you can't hear them you can't see street lights yeah you can't see like you're above on like a hill or on a mountain and you look at all you see is tree as far yeah. as the eye can see. You're like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. And you're completely reliant yeah. on you. 100%. Right? And I think it's even scarier when you are, other people depend on you. So if you were doing a canoe trip, I could only imagine. I took Mitch out once. I don't know if you ever want to touch on that. Oh, uh, yeah. We can get it. It was somewhat nerve-wracking. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. No, for sure. But the, um, you have those moments. And, and if any of your listeners are listening, if you ever have an opportunity to be in a, in a safe in a safe place where you're comfortable and you could actually just go out in the woods and just lay down, preferably in the fall, right? Yeah. No bugs, that's perfect. <clears throat> and you just lay down, close your eyes, or just look up and just listen. Like if you yeah. listen for like an hour, you'll hear every squirrel, every Everything. bird, every yeah. wind, every smell. And as you know, people get into meditation, to me, that is my... That's it. That's it. Yeah, you like, don't need to listen to sounds. <clears throat> after. No. That's it. That's your I, app right there. Yeah. And for me, it's like, I love the idea of working hard and I have limited time to build a shelter. Maybe it's natural shelter. Maybe it's mm-hmm. a tarp. The moment you spark up that fire and it's just before dusk, uh, uh, no, dawn. I always get mixed up between those two. Sundown. Yeah. I always get mixed up between two. And you sit down and your fire's going and you're making a having yourself a coffee and you're just sitting there and it's just that another just chill moment. That it's it's like, zen, oh, yeah. those are the moments I wait for, yeah. that exact moment. Um, but I never really, so I knew I had that and I was like, I really want to get into this. And that's when I started looking up on YouTube and I started seeing all this like bushcraft stuff. I'm like, these yeah. are like adult Boy Scouts. Nice. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. this is uh, amazing. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just, it's really how I got into it. I would, I became like three, I spent three hours a day whenever I could. Yeah, just I'm looking consuming up, just that. Yeah. Couldn't take it, like two years of just wow. obsessing, you know, seeing, learning. I didn't even know people were doing that type of hammock camping. I didn't know people oh. doing tarp stuff. I just like I knew what it was like to go and camp, mm. but not that level, right? Yeah. Like sleeping outside in the snow right next to your fire and just having like a bivy or just like just wild. And yeah. I was like, I gotta do this. And I'm gonna tell you my very first time I did a solo overnight in the woods. Yeah. It was the most euphoric moment I've ever had in my life. Nice. Um, <clears throat> I it was on my property out in North Bay. And I set up a hammock, I have a tarp, and the way I set it up was that, so let's say I'm this way on the hammock, and a tarp leaning this way, so two trees, and I had my tarp going like this. So anything, any animal had to basically come around the trees and the tarp, but then we're faced with a fire right next to it. So that was my sense of comfort. Equally, I always go with bear spray. I have a lot of followers who was like, I know that even if you go for a hike, just bring a little can of bear spray. And it's not always for a bear. There's wolves, there's coyotes, yeah. could be wild dogs. The biggest fear a lot of people have is other people who should not be out running yeah. around the woods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's and I've heard a lot of stories. More afraid of, yeah. Very scary. Yeah. Um, so I always have my fire steel, uh, not fire, I always have my alarm and my bear spray. Alarm is actually a little, it's like a little pole, which I'll show you mm-hmm. another time. 
Yeah, uh, for sure. Please. It's really loud. They test it on grizzlies. You pull it, it's like, whoa, 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 yeah. really loud. Like, even a human wouldn't yeah. even want to stick around. They're like, okay. what the hell is this? So, <clears throat> because you're dependent on your skill, <clears throat> you get set up in your hammock and you literally have, you make sure everything's where it needs to be. You're not looking for stuff. So, that way, there, you know, if you have to wake up in the middle of the night, quick and fast, you know where your yeah. stuff is. The reason I say that is because it was around 2 o'clock in the morning and I had a bear walk up on me behind. So we never knew we had bears on that property. <laughs> we had no idea. Tough time. Yeah. To <laughs> no. Bro. I'll be completely honest with you. That's why. I was so calm. Yeah? Even if I look back, I don't even know if I would be that calm now. Huh. And so I'm laying there and I hear like a big footstep. And right away my eyes kind of open up. And I was, I was like, okay, what's that? And my fire was kind of half, you know, going down. None and then I hear another, like, and then I hear, like, a little grunt. And I was like, okay, it's a bear. Yeah. So then I just, I reached over, grabbed my alarm, pulled it for, like, 10 seconds. Closed it up, listened. I didn't hear, a, uh, like, a sound. Yeah, bear so probably. I, it took off. I literally just want to, I put another couple logs, fire went up, and I just went to bed. Nice. Totally comfortable. Uh, and I woke up in the morning, waking up, I just stars above me. And... Wow. That that the the smell from the woods, that like morning air, yes. the side heat from the fire, that's I just pulled it like Man. I got look, I got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's oh. wild, no kidding. It's eh? just like such a oh, wicked feeling. It's amazing. That's it's just sweet. like it's a different world. Yeah, and I got absolutely. up feeling like king of the world. I feel like at that point I was like, you know what? I if I get if I get lost, I'm fine. I don't need to panic. I'm comfortable. It's one of those things that I just feel like I had to do. The fear is bears, and then you're like bears, Whoa, and you know what? Some people it's nighttime in the woods. Yeah, like I've heard stories of uh, adults, yeah. grown men who hunt, fish, do everything, who went on big uh, snowmobile parties where all of a sudden something breaks down, and they say, "Okay, well, we're gonna stay overnight." Full panic, like, like huh. have to pin you down. Like, freaking out ballistic yeah, wow. yeah, yeah like some people the idea of being alone in the woods <laughs> maybe because of past experience I don't yeah. know I'm claustrophobic so yeah. you know if someone was to like hold me really tight <laughs> I lose my so be worse, yeah. whatever the reason is but it's just at nighttime, animals the forest is different the forest is quiet mm-hmm. at night no one mm-hmm. no one walks around <laughs> there's no, no squirrels there's no birds if you hear something it's a raccoon yeah porcupine rummaging. or a bear <laughs> or a deer or something like that but that was like the the craziest uh craziest my, my first night which mm. i think to me really solidified my passion and love for doing that nice um and from that point on i started my whole uh i became an influencer for certain brands i started my instagram page with that i ended up meeting so many great contacts including cliff mm-hmm uh, because of Cliff, I ended up going to a UFC fight where I met Mitch. Yeah. Uh, and what happened was I was planning, I turned 40 last year, mm-hmm. and my plan was for the fall, August, September, to do a solo Alaska hiking trip. Wow. Which would have been epic. Yeah. You, know, uh, you drive to uh, Alaska and then start? No, fly, and then I had a guide who was going to meet wow. me, dr- drop me off, do a couple photo shoots while I was there, yep. but then from that, just take off. My goal to this day, I want to find an epic place, and I think it's going to be Alaska, um, is I want to climb. It doesn't, I'm not talking like a mountain peak. I want to climb a hill where it's kind of clear at the top, where I want to see the sun. I want to go down to bed and watch the sun, because I'm obsessed with sunrise and sunsets. 100%. So I want to see yeah. it go down, and then I want to wake up to it coming in on the yeah. side. And I'll be like, I'm going to feel like that's a life accomplishment that's I get to gaff. do. And it doesn't, That'd it's only effort. It's not yeah. a money. It's not nothing. It's yeah. a skill set, and it's just wait for it yeah and you can yeah. develop those like, oh, skills 100%. for sure yeah but doing that trip it got canceled because there was fires uh, over half of alaska and most people didn't know about it yeah. because amazon was half on fire so yeah. no one gave a shit about or no one cared about uh alaska and the rainforest and the, yeah so that kind of took present so <clears throat> i had to cancel my wow. trip and then mitch was training me at the time he was my personal trainer because the yeah. whole point was to train me for endurance mm-hmm. right and when it got canceled, he's like, what are you going to do now? I was like, well, I'm going to basically create uh, a trip where everyone on Instagram dictates what I do and where yeah, I go. I like that. So they ended up, I put it, every day I put up there, say, do you want me to be in Calgary or Northern Ontario? Uh, do you want land or island um, uh, reception or off-grid? 
food, no food. Yeah, pillow yeah. or yeah, no pillow. You don't feel like that. Yes, that sir. Was me. Yes, sir. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I feel we kind of really like sullied yeah. that whole lot. <laughs> you know? And uh, it got to the point where Mitch That's was like, funny. you do cool stuff. I want to do this with you. Yeah. I was like, it's not up to me. It's up to the followers on Instagram. Instagram. I, like I, I swear to you, I had, I really didn't think they'd vote for him. No? No. I thought there was You say, be- hey, Mitch wants to do it, yes or no? Well, or it started off with Mitch putting up there. He's like, hey, Andre, he goes, I want to go on your trip with yeah. you, and I want your followers to vote. So I reposted, and I was like, hey, guys, if you guys want Mitch to go, yeah. do you think this is going to be great? Let you him know? know. Like, it was like 98% said yes. Wow. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you like, crap, I don't want to bring <laughs> this guy. Because <laughs> I had no idea what his skill set was, and I had yeah. his friends and family say, dude, you're going to experience a lot of messed up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and Mitch goes with you. So I was like, let's do it. Because I'm a, I'm a big believer. If everything goes as planned, it's not as fun. Like, right. you, you, it needs to be. I don't like, you know? Yeah, I don't like planning. So the end result was my followers picked A, I have to bring Mitch. I have to bring Mitch. Have to. Yeah. <laughs> we allowed to bring a canoe. It was on an island, nice. remote, northern Ontario, okay. no food, minimal gear, yep. um, and no food. I was allowed to bring a fishing line, no fishing rod, mm-hmm. no bait. You can bring a hook, like a line. Yeah, hook. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but if we didn't find any bait, we just didn't find anything, right? Yeah, fair. So we found the island. We finally got to the island we wanted to. We walked across the island. We spent a couple hours walking the whole thing, the whole time looking for grubs, frogs, nice. something. Something to catch, yeah. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So after we did the tour, we figured yeah. this is going to be the best spot. Right. You know, we felt okay, sunset's going to go down here, sunrise, wind. Uh, it's very important when you set up a shelter, like, just, uh, just how you set it up, period. It's yeah. going to be so nice on it. So we literally, st- I know it sounds romantic, but we slept under the stars. Okay? <laughs> but created this really yeah. cool elevated platform. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if you ever saw the pictures, but it's a really cool elevated platform. We almost did like a tripod. Yeah. We're oh, yeah, a platform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have, uh, we picked up or pulled apart a one foot thick moss, peat moss. Yeah. Or something. I don't know what it's called. We basically spent hours rolling it and making our whole bed on top of it. Right by the fire, we yeah. slept phenomenal nice. we didn't eat though because we had nothing uh, yeah the next day while we were going through the water we realized there's crayfish okay, yeah perfect let's do crayfish Sweet. uh unfortunately for me mitch is terrified of crayfish no kidding terrified. dude i'm gonna use this <laughs> know, i'm gonna use this he got, so roasted me a week ago <laughs> dude, he roasted me a week ago for being afraid of snakes and i'm like are you that, serious dude that's the one thing though I have, like he's got crayfish, some people have spiders. I have uh, video of him being like, I was like, you're afraid? He's like, I'd rather get punched in the face. <laughs> I mean, he was putting his hand in a bag to pick one, uh, and he was like terrified. He's like, you should see the size of this thing. And it bites him, yeah. and he screams. <laughs> what? That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Oh, man. But so long story yeah. short, the whole, we were there for four or five days. We built this epic shelter Mitch's main role was he's the one who caught all the fish because nice. he loves doing it so I would catch a crayfish for yeah. him uh, maybe sometimes put it on the hook for him yeah. <laughs> I'm exaggerating all that the one. Time. All the time. All he's going to watch this yeah. and be like no. <laughs> and uh, yeah. but we caught uh, at least two we each had at least one full fish every day and I eat really really clean so what we did is after we had filleted the fish we would actually cook it on the rocks yeah. Uh, we'd put a little bit of Himalayan salt and I would keep nice. the bones in the head and make fish head bone broth soup to get oh, all the man. vitamins and That's, everything out of it. It was amazing. <laughs> it was so good. So oh, our routine my. every day was we get up, he goes out with the canoe uh, with the crayfish that I caught, tries to catch fish. I make the coffee. Mm-hmm. He gets back. We fillet the fish. We have coffee together. We have breakfast, which is fish. We actually slow cook just to reduce the water up yeah. until noon. Around noon, we have the bone broth, so it gives us all of our fat nice. and our vitamins. Yeah. And uh, at night, again, we have coffee. He tries to catch us more fish. And it was basically every day we add a little bit more to the shelter, nice. discover a little bit more. It was amazing. Just we, explore, yeah. yeah, we had uh, we did some really cool stuff. Then we, uh, let me know which one you want to see. I lost Mitch day one. That's a whole story. Yeah. Within a couple hours of us getting yeah. there, I lost him. That's one story. If you want, if we have time to get into you, Dude, let me know. All the time in the world. Yeah. <laughs> we built a bushcraft steam room. Sauna. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so good. I'm like, the moment I came out with that, the amount yeah. of response I had globally, I had I had people from all over the world. They're like, dude, if ever you go somewhere, 
I want to go with you, and we're going to yeah. do this exact same thing. I'm going to do it every time, every trip. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So like a steam room sauna. Uh, I lost him. What was the other big thing that we did? Oh yeah, and day three or four, we it was one of the scariest things I've ever been through, which was we almost had hypothermia. And it was yeah. very, very critical. Yeah. So which one of those do you want to hear the story? If you if you so, want to hear, see, hear any of those. I know Mitch's version of the getting lost. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, but uh, and, Well, it is two perspectives. For yeah, him, yeah. he was like, I was gone fishing. What's the problem? Yeah. Right? The thing yeah. is with me, and I'll try to round out the story. I But the sauna one. You want the, the sauna, sauna or the losing him one? Uh, the sauna one. Okay, the sauna yeah, one. for sure. So I had brought a, a tarp because I knew a smaller tarp. I knew I wanted to attempt to do this steam yep. room sauna, uh, even though I didn't want to be part of the shelter. So what we did was I actually took uh, small little greenlings or whatever, just mm -hmm. like, you know, really thin little uh, like weed trees and really thin ones. And what I did is I bent them and ended up tying, like I started off with two, yeah. tied the top, tied the top just with like root string or whatever like oh. that. Basically made a bird, bird cage. Yeah. Okay, that was just big enough, maybe like okay. from here to there. Okay. Made a birdcage with a little opening, put the tarp over top, and Mitch found two like big rocks that we each sit face to face. Yeah. And then uh, we just basically found a place where we could put all the rocks. But what okay. we did was the fire was just off to the side. Mm -hmm. So we spent hours just, we found the perfect size rocks, heat them up while we cooked, while we did uh -huh. everything. And then later on at night, we were right by the fire. We'd take a stick, uh, two sticks, and actually pick up these rocks, put them right next to us, hop in, put over the tarp, grab our, our little container with yeah. water and just steam would just come over no. the water was so cold you yeah. couldn't go swimming on your own but because you got the steam and the heat we went uh, for that and we jumped in and it was like you'd come out and it was just like steam coming off oh you and we're like, oh it was amazing it was wild. like a bushcraft spa yeah. <laughs> you felt yeah. like a million bucks it was amazing Man. where'd you come up with that idea you see it no i just you thought did, of it yeah. you know but like it's yeah. there's um because the concept seems like relatively manageable to do oh it's super like, easy yeah. to do well if you compare it to you know first nation people do sweat lodges yeah. right it's okay, typically yeah. meant with the tarp and a big teepee where for yeah. me um that a, it's a big process and it's a ceremony whereas for me i just needed a dome to get a little steam going yeah. right uh, and it, I might say it's relatively easy. I think it could be very easy to accomplish making almost like a, a tripod or a, like a, a four, four mm -hmm. tall branches, right? I just did that cage because in my mind, I wanted to see if I could make that cage. Because yeah. the cool thing is we just, wherever we wanted to go, if it was, sun, uh, if it was sunrise or sundown, depending on yeah. which side of the island, we just pick it up. Bring it over the other wow. side. Put it over the tarp. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. We had so much That's fun. Sick. And it was, it was amazing. I think that is something that I'm always going to remember. Uh, and it's something I'm always going to try to do. Nice. Right. Especially when you have like, you know, you're hot, you're sweating yeah. all day, you know, and it's just like that muggy, refreshing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was like, it was late August, uh, beginning of September. Yeah. I can't remember exact date, but yeah, no, it, it was amazing. Nice. Um, so there's that, uh, the pneumonia one. You want to hear that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into that. So it was the third or fourth day for, yeah. And we were out looking for crayfish yeah. and all of a sudden it started to rain. No, we don't know the right. forecast because yeah. we don't have reception or right. anything. Clouds start coming over and then it just starts to rain. The whole time we have our fire that's set up, which is fine. Uh, but then it's just like torrential downpour. Yeah. You're you're fine. You know, like but on our way back, we were like halfway down, going down the island, we realized our fire. All the firewoods out. Our fire, everything. So in other words, hey, we're gonna go back to no fire and all the fire we collected is soaked. So basically we worked for nothing. Mm -hmm. The biggest concern I have, and like Mitch was like, oh, no big deal. Like, we'll just, and I was like, you don't know, you don't understand. It's like, it's going to go down to plus five, which a lot of people don't realize your fridge is plus five. Yeah, it's that's not freezing. cold. Well, that's hypo, if, if you're wet and it's plus five, it's hypothermia. Like pouring rain, yeah. plus five, yeah. So, Oof. so when we get there, and I oh. told Mitch, I was like, when we get back, it's go time. He's like, okay. And I'm like, it's this is not, and we weren't joking. Like, we yeah, were, yeah, and yeah. I was like, it, this is no joke. It's like, like, no. And Mitch was, Mitch, Mitch knew, and he was like, what do you need me to do? I'm like, we just have to, Find dry fire. He's like, how? And so we found dry like, firewood, yeah. or created dry firewood. Um, just how you collect it. Collect it underneath like deciduous <clears throat> trees, or well, see, a lot of people don't realize that uh, when a tree gets wet, it's the out of outside of it. Peel the layers. So well, you just you right. cut it and you cut down yeah. the middle and you keep on opening them up and then uh, the okay. whole middle is all dry. Yeah, right. It's just the outer shell. So out of a log that's this big. Once you actually cut in half, cut in half, you have your triangle. You just cut the, nice. yeah. you know. So then we stored it underneath, 
and then we created a whole fire and I actually took a wax canvas, the one that I brought for the, uh, the steam yeah. room. Um, I actually used that. That's when I had, it's my first attempt at making a wax canvas tarp. Uh, we actually put the shell over the bird cage that we used for the steam yeah. room, put it over the fire. Smart. Okay. Yeah. So now the heat, uh, it's, um, it's fire resistant. Perfect. Right. Yeah. So it's fire resistant, nice. small one. Yeah. Uh, we actually slept the best that night. The best night. that night. The best that night. Oh, because we we stopped nice. the wind, we stopped the rain, yeah. we had the heat, you know, then, coming yeah. over. And then the next day, I showed Mitch the concept of actually building a long fire, but with a high back, and how much it actually projects back into our our tripod dome. Yeah, it was amazing. Nice. <laughs> it I was so good. It, yeah. But yeah, we have pictures of That's us crazy, just like though. drenched and soaked, and yeah. we just like. Oh, but experience of a lifetime, yeah. for sure. Nice. Yeah. That was what, it was like a five-day trip or it was like a weekend trip? I, no, it was like, no. I felt it was longer than Five, I think it was five days, yeah. yeah. So nice. this year, my, because I turned 40, my goal was to do Alaska and I didn't yeah. get to do it. So this year I wanted to do it and Mitch was like, I want to go with yeah. you to Alaska. So I, I might make it an annual thing where Mitch comes with me on this cool. trip. Yeah, you know? that'd be pretty we'll cool. He's pretty, yeah. he was pretty excited about it, so we'll see. Yeah, Not only that, but... Kind of stuff. My business partners, including my family, wasn't too keen on me going to Alaska by myself because all the grizzlies and all the... Yeah. And, <laughs> you, know, you know, there's mountain lions. I know, um, I know, I know. But it's one know. of those things that... Oh, man. I feel like I like the idea of pushing myself. Obviously, I'm not yes. going to go into Grizzly Canyon. You know, I'm going to yeah. kind of have like... I've been but, like a 12-gauge virus, you too. <laughs> maybe. Let's see if I get away with one See there. if the followers yeah. like you. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I don't know what the rules are to actually, if I'm allowed to even bring in a gun, right? right? Or can I not bring a gun but get one when I'm there? <coughs> I don't True. know. I'm sure you could. Yeah. Just... Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, it should be fine. Yeah, I know for uh, sure. Close to Russia. See yeah. Pop over. For real. Yeah. Oh, man. That's crazy, though. Because I remember back to what you said earlier with, um, like, solo and then running, like, trips with people. The first trip I ran that was not an overnight it was it was i think i was like 19 and i ran it with another woman she was i think my age and it was overnight it was like four four nights five days on um, just the two of you or did you have people two of us and we were running because i was running a like a leadership group and they were uh there were three of them so okay. they were all 15 okay and so me and this woman who i met like a week ago now have to run these fifth three 15 year olds through a kayak trip around this island in Lake Huron. And so we're like, okay, that's the battle. Now, with depending on somebody, and I like what you said, because this is where the story gets inspiration to tell, is you can't really depend on anybody but yourself in those situations. <laughs> it's you and what you know, yeah. and we're kayaking yeah. in Lake Huron. You could rely on someone. Yeah. You can't depend Depending on is a little, <laughs> there's the line we yeah. play with, right? Yeah, so I remember this uh, kid Connor. I think he's one of my favorites too at the time. He um, no, we don't pick favorites. But anyway, yeah. So Connor, you're the favorite. Connor, <laughs> Connor's the best. He's just really funny guy, and he knew when to kind of like bite down on the mouthpiece and yeah. like do the skills we had to do. So, anyways, he um, we're paddling around and we get caught a bit further away from shore, right? And we come up and it kind of comes around and the island almost it opens up. Okay. And so now we're in like the abyss of Lake Huron and we're supposed to stay close to shore, right? So it's ways are all right. But as we come around, Connor's boat kind of drifts out and back and he starts freaking out. And she's like, he can't. I can't do this. I can't get, I'm like, man, I'm in a kayak too. I can't, I'm like, there's two other people in the other council. Yeah. I'm like, if I'm like, damn it, like watch them. I'm like, okay. yeah. I'm like, but if I go out there yeah. and I don't know if, all be able to manage yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We're already fighting these yeah. waves. Yeah. Like 50 feet from shore, now about a couple hundred meters. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. So, anyways, I remember, I'm like, man, like, I'm like mustering all my inspirational words. Yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, discipline, focus, you could do it. <laughs> he, he ends up, I'm like, man, just grab the paddle. Go. He's like in tears. He's like panicked. Uh, yeah. Like, oh no. So yeah. I like paddle out. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, do I have a rope? What do I got? I had a, I had a throw rope. So I had that in the back attached. I'm like, okay, I could, pull him but i go up i'm like connor if i do this like i need you yeah you need i to push need you. you to like push yeah like i'm gonna tie us up i'm gonna focus on this yeah. i need you to be ready to paddle yeah. figure this out yeah. by the time i'm ready you need to be ready she's like oh he's like wait i'm like wipe the tears away like yeah, you yeah. gotta go <laughs> he like ends up luckily for me he ends up like we tie the boats together 
and now the boat started drifting off further and further. I'm like, Connor, Connor. Yeah, the whole time yeah. he's going, yeah. And he's like, man, like, I can't, I can't. I'm like, I need you. I can't pull you yeah. and myself out of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard enough you to need, go on your own. Yeah, I'm like, it's, yeah. he failed to get yeah. out. Even, like, he couldn't get back in by yeah. himself. I'm like, hey, man, you have to paddle as hard as you can, as hard as you ever had to paddle. Yeah. I need you to get out of this right now because yeah. right now I'm now a part of this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is now. And you're not. Yeah, it's not just you yeah. now. It's both of us who are going to suffer. So, so much, yeah. Yeah. And it's like we end up paddling out and going back. And I was like, man, this is insane. We get back to the group. We ended up making it in. He gets back and he like just collapses. Oh, on the for sure. Like, and I was like, how was that? You feel good? <laughs> He's like, man, I didn't think we'd make it. I was like, to be honest, me neither, <laughs> but I'm glad we did it, buddy. That's you amazing. You and me, homie. Oh, That's man. Hilarious. Yeah, so that was, uh, I love those trips. Mm-hmm. I love those kind of trips. So. I had uh, one similar four years ago. I went with my son, my oldest son. <clears throat> we went by South Bay Mouth. Yeah. We did like oh, a yeah. four or five day trip there. It was absolutely amazing. But I brought my 14 or 12 foot aluminum Yeah. Nice. with like my four horsepower, right? Not knowing what the big water is like. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I do want to say this yeah. too. Everyone's like, you're stupid. What are you doing? Yeah. So we ended up bringing it to our spot and it was so tricky because all of a sudden the water's calm. We're like, let's go. Like Perfect. You go hundred meters, chaos. Oh, massive. Yeah. <clears throat> what I've never experienced in my life was when you're on a small lake, you get the, the wave with the winds going this way. Yeah. But the thing is, when you're on the big water, you have those waves coming this way, but then you have the rolling waves coming the other direction. It's like the, the rolling big ones, ones right? That you, yeah. So now you're in a situation where the what what really scared us is that we got caught. You know when you say yeah. you got pushed out? I was like, I know that feel. Like you could see like 200 feet down in yeah. south. It's so water so clear, yeah. right? I can see the it's bottom. Intimidating. Like, it is yeah. right. So we're like far. Like you, we could barely see shore. Oh, okay. So and the thing is now these big waves. So you. When a wave is coming up, yeah. and when you're at the bottom, you can't see the top. Like, it's one of those, and I have a small little boat. So, all of a sudden, yeah. I'm going up. So, I use the, you know, I'm maxing out. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying, trying, trying to can. get up because I'm going backwards, right? Yeah. So, I'm trying to get up, and my motor would almost gas out when it starts tips over. So, now I had to, like, stall it, and then, uh-huh. but now I'm going down a hill, uh, down, down the water this yeah. way, while wind is blowing this way, big waves. So, then I had to, like, adjust, but then I would adjust one way. My yeah. son would counterbalance, almost making oh, his man. tip. We did this about five times. It's your elder son, eh? My oldest son, yeah, he's 20 now. Uh, him and I have never been so scared. Oh, it I can imagine. Like, we like the boat's going like, Whoa. It's seeing the bottom at the time, too, just adds that little... The closest thing oh, to a man. possible, like, the shore, like, instead of going to our shore this way, we were like, okay, we're going to hit up the shore this side because we kind of, the waves were pushing yeah. it this way. But to get to that bay, there was a mini island. But the waves are so big that if we would have went to it, it was like the waves were crashing. Like, we would have just crushed ourselves. Oh. So we had to like let ourselves go, go all the way around. But then when we finally got to shore, same experience as you. We get to the point where we're about to get to the shore. The waves are so big. He was at the very tip, and we had to time the the um, the wave coming up to him to jump off oh. with the with the rope, hoping he somehow doesn't slip That's and get crazy. stuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I'm like screaming at him, like oh, just man. jump, just jump. Man, that's wild. We yeah, took it. Yeah. Just and uh, when he finally got there and pulled us in, we did the exact same thing. Yeah. We tied off. I'm like, I don't care if this boat breaks. We're just collapsing. And we yeah. just laid there for like ever. Wow, <laughs> what just place. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. It was super yeah. wild. It was no, super wild. Uh, I think there are two types of experiences people face, right? One is those type of scenarios that both of us went through. And then where it's like during the adventure, it's like this is absolute pandemonium. Yeah. You have... You realize how little control you have over anything going on around you, especially like you're so insignificant. People. Yeah, <laughs> zero. And then I'm like, all right, this is wild. And then they're the type of experiences where, like a roller coaster. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You go, you're like, this is crazy as it's happening, mm-hmm. and then after it, you're kind of well. Yeah. But they don't. But you don't look back on that third time you rode the Leviathan with your buddies <laughs> yeah. when you were grade eleven. But you look yeah. back on this ten years later or whatever, yeah. and you're like, wow. Can't that's yeah, incredible yeah, yeah. and you still feel the same way you feel and can't believe you came out of that experience the way you did yeah no for sure and i think each one of those like i think are growth moments 100 percent. like yeah. if you don't come out of a moment like that either feeling better about yeah. yourself or learning something for lessons then you probably did something wrong yeah 100 <laughs> oh, those those experiences are what i think a lot of people need to face yeah especially at like a younger age as they develop like yeah. i think definitely when i 
went through and like that's just an easy like example that I have to relate but it's um you do find out a lot more about yourself not only is it humbling mm -hmm. but the perspective you get on like you said like your significance of where no, you yeah. are it's like the world and the let alone well the world on a big on like the biggest scale but even you're just in like I'm in a lake you're in a lake and you don't it's not a big space but it's you're very insignificant oh, yeah. in those moments and you kind of I feel super humbled when mm -hmm. those things happen and they just blows my <clears> mind that you can come out of those alive and think wow I can't believe you did that man <laughs> well and I, I have a lot of friends who uh, fish on the big water and then when they hear this story they're like dude we have like 30 foot 40 foot boats yeah. and we don't do that we don't do that <laughs> You're like, and what? I was on a 12 footer with a four horsepower motor. <laughs> I'm sure if they told you that before, you'd be like, well, my confidence on this, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm a little two stroke motor. Yeah. We're good to go. Yeah. That's awesome. Maybe one day I'll go fishing, I'll show up with that next yeah. to their boat. Like, let's That's do this. Yeah. <laughs> this made me want to go on like an adventure soon, though. Yeah. When was the last yeah. time you did one? Um, well, camping trip with a girlfriend at the uh, end of last year. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, it's not. Uh, I think it was like a month or two after you and Mitch went. I went on okay. like just yeah. two day overnight yeah. or two night overnight. So did you ever? But nothing, uh, nothing extreme or like canoe trip. Like I, I fucking want to go on one so bad now. Like Especially canoe? talking to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, Does it have to be canoe? Doesn't matter. No, because I did kayaks. That one that I was telling you about. Yeah. So, but uh, canoes are just something. I have very easy access to canoes. Yeah. So that's about it. Because, so, there, I want to do Alaska this year. Uh, there's one that I've been wanting to do, which I found out there's here. This woman has a huge acreage. Nice. I want to do horseback. No kidding. So, if I do that, oh, would you want to come? Yes, please. Yeah? Yeah, I've ridden horses okay. before. They're sick. So, I just, uh, oh, to man. me, I'm not looking for, so I grew up with horses, but yeah. to me, riding a horse is kind of like riding a bike. Mm -hmm. It's just, it hurts after a while crotch, i can yeah. never get the momentum right no. <laughs> it's just, yeah, even on it's the yeah i can't so for me i just the idea of like lightly packing still minimal yep. right uh if we find a stream or a lake to fish great but the whole idea is just bringing minimal gear essentials and it's just yeah. basically setting up like i just want to ride a horse find a spot do your shelter have a fire grab some grub yeah. talk with friends Bring a photographer, bring oh, a videographer, yeah. do whatever. Just record the whole thing. Nice. And I think I want to do that. I want to plan that trip kind of like a, almost like a, for, for Big Bush. That'd be sick. And then just kind of yeah. record and put it out there. That'd be pretty sweet. Be fun. So if I do yeah. that, you want to come? 100%. Wait, please. Wait, yeah, wait, absolutely. Good. Good. Yeah, those type of trips are something that I want to meet and thankful for the show. I'm able to meet people mm -hmm. like you, you know, and especially like, like Mitch and stuff and able to work on uh, different projects and just discover people who are very passion driven and that's what i found i like getting involved in stuff like that mm -hmm. and meeting uh type of people like that and i think that would be absolutely insane it'd be fun i think it'd sweet. be fun like i got cameras all videographer everything like, oh yeah wicked yeah yeah that's cool the uh, whole thing whatever you uh whatever you want them in yeah yeah because yeah, cool. yeah, a lot a lot of the plan with what i want to do with big wish i want to do different adventures even if it's one day to mm -hmm. and always have so if you're coming you want to do that that's it you'll be that person for that process I'm so in. it's actually it's I'm like, in for that one for I sure. want to I, I want to do it where I want to I don't want to control or dictate what the we'll call it director type yeah. like if 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 you know the trip and you're like okay let's do it like this let's yeah. get it from this I just let's see what you come out with and I then every other trip I'm gonna part. do a different they're gonna yeah. have a different angle different perspective different I like that a lot yeah. and uh, I want to touch on it earlier but uh, the one thing I noticed and I can't remember who said it. I think it was like Casey Neistat in one of his videos. He says, if you don't plan anything or if you don't plan a trip, what you're saying is anything is possible. Yeah. And I love that. Because yeah. when <laughs> I went to Europe, South America, everything, like I've gone on planned trips, very planned, like down to the hour trips. And I've gone on trips that are, let's go to, yeah, we could drive to Sarajevo tonight, bro. Yeah. yeah you know? Like, yeah. Uh, that's just a video I'm working on now, so I thought of it, and I was like, man, yeah. we didn't really plan much of yeah. the Europe trip I went on. And it's like, no, but we planned a lot on the South America one, but then if you go on different trips and you don't really plan, it kind of gives you that yeah. ability that yeah. Yeah. cool stories can happen, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I have one where I, I'm on the fence because I, I had, uh, had a, a female follower that, uh, that messaged me. She says, would you ever do an all-girls trip? And she goes, because I have friends who 
I, it's not that they don't. I think it's more that these women are very independent and they just yeah. want to challenge themselves, kind of like what I did with me and Mitch. I like that, yeah. Just for pushing themselves. They know they can. But yes. they, they, the idea of me showing them certain, uh, either setting up a shelter, how to use a fire steel, or just like the. I don't think people want or need to know everything, but they want mm. to have the confidence of not panicking if they're in these situations. Right, like that snowmobile story. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, I was like, yeah, that's great. Now I already have, I think maybe five to six women who are already, so mm. it's just to do, and, and I thought about, I was like, okay, where am I going to go? And I was like, I, I feel like I might not want to plan it. I don't know if I want to go somewhere that I know. Yeah. I want to, ex- like, if I'm experiencing a new environment, it's I want to know what they're feeling. It's real. Yeah, it's yeah. real. It's, it's not like, at oh, that he yeah. knows. It's all, yeah. might have it's that, like, oh, like, over the hill. I was like, he knows where we are. Yeah. We're fine. Like, this is all new. We're doing this together. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I like whatever I'm experiencing. That'd be sick. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so. I think it, it's something I just, I want it to be an experience. I, I, anything that I do, I want it to be where that episode, <laughs> that yeah. that time is never forgotten. No. No yeah. kidding. No, the experience yeah. is... Uh, that so, sounds sweet. Yeah, so I, I got really a few like things. I got a few things going on this year, so nice. I think it'd be fun. We'll That'd see. be sweet. Yeah. Well, man, uh, count me in for that uh, horseback wait, wait, trip. Wait, That'd be I'm excited. Insane. Yeah, me too. And uh, I'm super grateful you're able to be on the show. I appreciate I, uh, you inviting. Really appreciate your time, brother. Awesome. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thank you.